أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي رب يوزعني أن أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing us to live during three great months the month of Dhul Qaida the month of Dhul Hajjah and the month of Al-Muharram these three months that have passed and now we are in Safar they were great months because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored them and named them as his own month as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam indicated these months are Allah's months and plus adding to them the month of Rajab Rajab shahrullah wa dhul qaida wa dhul hajja wal muharram ashur Allah aydan these four months are very special Allah says do not wrong yourself in these months it is tough to live during them it is hard as well and now we are in the month of Safar and many of us tend to neglect yani the great gift Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to this world which is the gift of the mercy in the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam now few weeks left and inshallah we will be at the time when the mercy of the world has been brought down to us in the presence okay or the physical appearance of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam now Allah in his own wisdom has given us this honor because he wanted to show the world that mercy is the ultimate thing that man can manifest if man become any harsh or tough or miserable miserable in his behavior then he removes himself from that mercy rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the ultimate mercy when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated to him in the Quran وما أرسلناك إلا رحمة للعالمين we have not sent you O Muhammad only as mercy to the world this mercy is not only for the companions with him or the humans living in his time but it is to all the humans from Adam to the last human being who will be born and who will die on this earth and to all the other creation of Allah including the angels and the jinns, the animals, and all other creatures that we know of or we don't know of. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the manifestation of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his behavior. He was always showing that. And one of the most fundamental things that we need to think about at this time, preparing ourselves for the coming of this great occasion of the milad of the Prophet is that his mercy was shown to those who are always less fortunate than us. The poor, the destitute, the needy, and those who are in the society considered to be less than others. It is so important to think about that very seriously. Allah taught him in the Quran, in three different verses, the importance of looking after those who are less than yourself. In today's world, people are always looking 
for somebody who have. Always trying to be friend or to be acquainted to or to be neighboring or living in an area where people are better off. People who have got wealth or have got money. The Arabs, in their wisdom, they say, رأيت الناس قد مالوا إلى من عنده المال رأيت الناس قد ذهبوا إلى من عنده الذهب رأيت الناس من فضة إلى من عنده الفضة You always see people inclining towards those who have wealth You always see people rushing to those who have gold You always see people being closer to those who own silver Literally meaning when the person is supposed to be rich because they have money, gold or silver, people want to be close to them. Other than that, people distance themselves. An example of this, if you are in a crowd and somebody who is wealthy, somebody who is a celebrity, as they say, well-known, somebody from a high status, okay, or family, <coughs> or somebody who is famous generally, even footballers, cricketers, people rush to them. They want to take their pictures with them. They want to take their signature. They want to be known that they have met this person. And in fact, some people in their conversation, they say, I have met such and such. I sat with such and such. I ate with such and such. But you will never see people rushing to those who are unknown or those who are poor or those who don't have anything. Nobody rush. If you go to India, you don't see somebody rushing to a, one of the untouchable to have a picture with them or ask them for a signature. If you walk in London, you don't see somebody taking a picture with a destitute in the street or a homeless person. We don't do that. By nature, we're always wanting that which people have in their hands. You should never want that which is in the hand of people. You should always want what is in the hand of Allah. For indeed, he has all the riches and the keys to all the riches that you require and need. Allah said in the Quran, وَعِنْدَهُ مَفَاتِحُ الْقَيْبِ لَا يَعْلَمُهَا إِلَّهُ He had the keys for all that which is hidden, and none will know it but him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore we need to ask him of his bounty. He commands us to call him, to ask him anything we require or need. So Rasulullah in his behavior as the mercy to the world, Allah gave him in three different verses of the Quran, an indication of looking after those people. In the first verse, okay, in fact, three verses, verse 83, 84, and 85 in Surah Al-Ma'idah, and people can read them, and it can be the best thing that happened to you if you can put this verse into practice in your life. In the sense of looking at those people Allah is speaking about in these verses, and try to accommodate them within your own life now. Allah says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإذا سمعوا ما أنزل إلى الرسول ترى أعينهم تفيض من الدمع مما عرفوا من الحق يقولون ربنا يقولون ربنا آتنا يقولون ربنا آمنا فاكتبنا مع الشاهدين وما لنا لنؤمن بالحق وما جاءنا من الحق ونطمع أن يتقنا ربنا مع القوم الصالحين فأثابهم الله ما قالوا جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها وذلك جزاء المحسنين صدق الله العظيم الله سبحانه وتعالى has spoken the truth when he says 
and those whom were rejected by their own people among the needy and the poor and the destitute and the slaves who have accepted the religion. When they hear the Quran that was revealed to the Messenger وسلم, the only sign you see of them that their eyes will be filled with tear. Why are they crying? If you ask yourself, because they know that which they are hearing is the truth. And they say, our Lord, we have believed. Write us among those who witness this truth. And then they question themselves and they say, and why shouldn't we believe in the truth? And that which has come to us through the truth, which is Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But with all that which they have said, certain in their heart, they are not really claiming anything. They are humbling themselves and saying, and we hope, we wish, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow us to be entered among the righteous. Anybody who is in that position of faith will say, definitely, I'm going to be saved, I'm going to be going to heaven, I'm going to be among the righteous. I am righteous. A lot of people hear it today from a lot of people. A person who is praying his five daily prayers, you see, Alhamdulillah, I have done it. A person who is praying one or two in jama'ah, I have done it. A person who goes to Jum'ah regularly, I have done it. A person who fasts Ramadan. And that's not the way to measure it. The measurement of your relationship to Allah, only Allah knows. Nobody else is allowed to measure it. Even yourself, you'll not be able to. The reason for this, because once you feel any feeling of the sort, it's a sign of ignorance. The sign of ignorance. And the greatest enemy to the human is shaitan. And shaitan was brought down because of his arrogance. And arrogance is the most terrible sin a person can commit because it wipes away all your good deeds. Okay, so you need to be very careful from being arrogant and therefore those people because they were able to understand the truth they are hoping, we hope that Allah will allow us to be among those who are righteous Allah said Allah has rewarded them for what they have said guarding that beneath them rivers flow and they will dwell in them forever and this is indeed the reward of those who do good this is the sign from Allah to us that those poor people who had nothing, they did a lot of good. Think about it. What good did they do? Did they have jobs? I don't think so. Because they were poor. Most of them were sitting all the time in the mosque. What did they do? How did they do that good? In what sense? Did they give money out? Did they go? The good they did if they worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with sincerity. And the reason for this, Allah stated it in the next verse, verse 52 in Surah Al-An'am. And you have to remember, Allah here is speaking about the early people who embraced Islam. They were only those people. Destitute, homeless people, poor people, slaves, people who have no position in the society. Because the mushrikeen were not accepting it. 
because it is denying them that which will make their life better. The gambling, the womanizing, uh, the drinking, uh, the pleasure of indulging in their ego's demands is going to be taken away. So they're not willing to give up that. They accept Muhammad sallam. They know he's truthful. They know he's honest. They know he's bringing the truth. They know nothing he is saying is wrong. What they cannot accept is this which he is bringing that deprives them from the pleasures that they want. But those poor people, they accepted their <coughs> lot all this time and they didn't say nothing. Now when the truth came, they rushed to it. Allah said to the Prophet أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولا تطرد الذين يدعون ربهم بالغدات والعشي يريدون وجهه ما عليك من حسابهم من شيء وما من حسابك عليهم من شيء O Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم do not turn away those who are calling upon their Lord in worship, in prayer, in dua early morning and early evening. Wanting nothing but to see his face subhanahu wa ta'ala in the day of judgment. You are not to judge them for it is not your responsibility to be able to judge them and they are not responsible for you so that they can judge you. If you look at it today, there are other people who will judge you straight away. Whether you are a believer or not, whether you are a strong believer or not, whether you are a good believer or not, whether you are a, يعني, somebody who is a munafiq or a mushrik or a mubdi', there are all these terminologies. Unheard of in the time of the Prophet. Unheard of. All these things. And subhanallah, it has reached a position whereby somebody wants to test you in your iman to know whether you are a mu'min or not. Rasulullah was not to teach people, to test people Iman. That's not the way of Allah. That's not the way of Rasulullah Because Iman is in the heart. And the only way that Iman can be manifested is by the actions and by the words. If the person is vulgar, if the person is rude, if the person uh, swears, and if the person says that which is demeaning, insulting, putting down people, and backbiting, spreading rumors, all those, this is a sign of weak iman if they believe in Allah. Or a sign of hypocrisy if they show that they are better than that and behind they do this. And therefore, that's not a sign. Or indeed, in the thing that you do every day, a believer always rushes out to do that which he is able to do for those who are unable to do it for themselves. Helping the poor, helping the destitute, helping the needy, helping the sick person, helping the elderly, helping the child who cannot protect themselves, going out of their way, even helping the nature that we live in and saving things. A lot of our people today laugh at people who are saving animals or saving trees or saving whatever that needs to be saved outside. As if it's not important, it is very, very important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sakharahum, he has made them to do this job. We need to encourage them and pray for them because this is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of continuing with mercy to us. So Sayyidina Muhammad sallam is being clearly asking this verse, do not send them away. Now, if somebody is sitting in the mosque 
I'm praying. Nobody have a right to tell them anything, to leave them. They're a guest. Whose guest they are? They're the guest of Rahman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna al-masajid lillahi fala tad'u ma'allahi ahada. Indeed, the masajid or the mosque belong to Allah alone. In them, nobody is allowed to call anybody else beside him. Don't call anybody else. If somebody is sitting in the mosque calling upon Allah through prayer, through reading Quran, through making dhikr, whatever, leave them alone. Don't touch them. Because they are not your guests, they are Allah's guests. And this is the responsibility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Again, the Prophet has been encouraged and advised to act with patience and tolerance and to remain with them, not to rush to those who have. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by nature, he wanted a lot of the people whom he loves, who were Sadat Quraysh, the masters of Quraysh, the leaders of Quraysh, from his own family to come to Islam, like his uncle Abu Talib. He wanted them to come to Islam. He was rushing behind them and trying his best to get them to understand and appreciate that what he's telling them is the truth and they should leave all that shirk and all that which is depriving them of that joy of being in the presence of Allah in this world and in the hereafter. Allah told him, no. Just be patient with those who are with you and you will still achieve the victory that we want you to achieve. Remember when the blind man came to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and it is a lesson not for him, for us because otherwise we will all turn away from people who are with disability. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Abasa wa tawalla an ja'ahu al-a'ma وَمَا يُدْرِكَ لَعَلَّهُ يَذَّكَّرُ أَوْ يَذَّكَّرُ فَتَنْفَعَهُ الذِّكْرَ Sayyidina Muhammad Sallam, when he was sitting with the blind man who was anxious to know about the deen, a group of the elite of Quraysh has come to sit with him and he wanted to give them some attention. So he turned his attention to them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his mercy is telling us through Muhammad Sallam, no. It's not because of a station you are in or a position you are in. As I said at the beginning, people rush to the famous, rush to the stars, rush to the people who are known, the politicians, the footballers, the cricketers, the actors, anybody. Everybody rushes to the mosque. They come out, if they see the most noblest of men, but he is not recognized because of his humility or poverty or neediness or the way he is dressed, never tend to him. But once somebody who is known as a star, people run to see it all the time. They want to be close to them. Listen what Allah said to the Prophet regarding those poor people. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم واصبر نفسك مع الذين يدعون ربهم بالغدات والعشي يريدون وجهه ولا تعد عيناك عنهم تريد زينة الحياة الدنيا. أن أم محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم. Be patient with yourself while you are with those people who are always calling upon their Lord early morning and early evening, wanting nothing but to see His face. Do not take your eyes away from them. Do not take your eyes away from them. Keep looking at them. Okay. Wanting the glitter of this world. 
as if to say, just watching those who worship is enough in itself to be worshipped. So you have no right to sit down in a mosque to see people doing anything about worshipping Allah and to criticize them. Just like when we go to the Kaaba, the Haram al-Sharif in Mecca, if we are sitting in the Haram, any place in the Haram, and the Kaaba is in front of us, we are tired to stand to pray, we are lazy to get up and get a Quran and read, we are unable to even turn our bead where we don't use bead, we don't want to use our finger to say subhanAllah, just look at the Kaaba. You're looking to the Kaaba is in itself worship. Just stare at the Kaaba. And here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, okay, clearly, do not turn your eyes away from them. Wanting the glitter of this world. My advice to myself and to you in this day and age whereby fame and wealth, okay, and height in knowledge of the dunya give you a position whereby everybody wants to know you. That is, again, it's the teaching here. To redo zinat al-hayat al-dunya, meaning wanting the glitter of the world. When you get to know a cricketer, or a footballer, or an actor, okay, or, or whatever, a star of some sort, or a politician, what are they for? The hereafter or the dunya? If you are genuine and asking yourself, they are doing it for, these are people who are doing things for pleasure. And they know that themselves. We are not supposed to tend to them. Yes, we respect them for what they do. But we should not be so excited so that as to be seen with them, photographed with them, standing by them. What height will it give you in the day of judgment? What bitterness will it do for you before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What goodness will it bring you? If Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is being taught this lesson 1400 years ago regarding people who is definitely from his heart is turning to them to bring them to Islam. To do da'wah to them. Allah said, no, leave them. If they want, they come to you. Keep looking at those who are with you. Who have nothing to offer. And nothing to do, but they are sitting wanting Allah. Who are these people? Ahlul Sufa. Ahlul Sufa. Who are Ahlul Sufa? The poorest of the people who embraced Islam initially. Among those whom Allah praised in the Quran as the best of people ever. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim. Muhammadun Rasulullahi wal-lazina ma'ahu ashidda'u ala al-kuffari ruhama'u baynahum. Tarahum rukka'an sujjadan yabtaguna fadlan min Allahi wa ridwana. سيماهم في وجوههم من أثر السجود محمد رسول الله Indeed Muhammad is the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم والذين معه and those who embraced Islam with him at that time and as I said the majority of them the earliest of them are those poor needy and destitute and slaves such as عبد الله بن مزعود such as أبو هريرة such as زيد بن حارسة and his son أسامة such as, okay, Salman al-Farisi, and many others, very poor, Bilal, the slave, Suhaib al-Rumi, the slave, the Roman slave, all these people, these were, these were the people who built this religion, these were the people whom their name is highest in the list to be entering paradise hand to hand with the Rasulullah sallallahu 
These are the people whom we should look up to. Glory be to those people who are always serving the needy and serving the poor and eating with them and sitting with them and holding their hand and wiping their tears. Glory be to those people who travel across the land looking for those people who have nothing. I always remind people and say to them, a lady who was a Christian Catholic from Rome who used to go to India to serve the untouchable. Where there are Indians who are living in India, they will not even come close to the untouchable. That's not a criticism for them. That is a reminder for those among them who, who understand if it is the religion of God, then the religion of God is of mercy. To whom? To everyone you know or you don't know, especially those who are less fortunate than you. Those who are disabled, among the blind, among the deaf, among the people who are dumb, they cannot speak, among those who cannot use their hand or their <coughs> legs, among those who have got diseases and ills, Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, Sayyidina Yunus alayhi salam, all those prophets, when they served the people, they looked after those who are less fortunate than them. Sayyidina Isa was sitting with the leopards. Today, um, some of our children, when they walk with their parents in the street, and some of us adults, when we're walking, and one of us have that some mercy in his hand and see a drunken or a person who's not really looking clean or looking civilized according to what we think is, and they say, please, Give me something to eat. And when you give, or the father give, or the mother give, the child asks, did you touch him by your hand? Why? Because he's disgusting. He's filthy. <clears throat> Not knowing that our messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, khayrul bashar, the master of mankind, the best of creation, used to hold them by their hands. Used to walk with them, men or women. And the most important and the most famous, the lady of Medina who used to walk barefooted, during the sun heat, she used to come and hold him by the hand and walk with him. And he never used to question her. This is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa This is the best of creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was sent as a mercy. How can he then turn somebody away? And if we claim to be his followers, and if we claim to be the people who want to spread his deen, if we claim that we have anything to do with him, then we must show this in our act. By looking at those verses, the first three verses I read for you, 83 and 85 from Surah Al-Ma'idah, table spread, verse 52 from Surah Al-An'am, and verse 28, the last one I read from Surah Al-Kaf. Now, these three verses clearly indicate the poor ones, they know the truth when it is recited to them, the Quran. And they know it comes from the truth, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and they know it is a true message of Allah. And because they have nothing to do and they are poor and they have nothing and they sit in the mosque worshipping Allah at the time when people are snoring in the morning, early morning. And at the time when people are busy in the market early evening. Think about it today. Maghrib is about quarter past four. <coughs> what are we doing about half past three? We're all trying to rush to finish our work so that we can rush and get the train, get the bus, get the thing. Five o'clock we are like ants coming out of the undergrounds. Nobody is thinking. Nobody is thinking. Maghrib, well, I can pray to the Isha. And early morning, we're trying to get our beauty sleep. Nobody wants to get up. Even in the weekend. And I hear some people say, well, weekend, Saturday, Sunday, if you have a, have a long sleep. Some people don't even wake up for the whole. 
and some might even wake up only just to pray makrib. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Zuhur, Asr, Makrib, they pray them together. I wonder, do they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together when they wake up? It doesn't make sense. So we need to really think seriously about this kind of thing because the Quran is not a book to read to get blessing from. The Quran, yes, you can get the blessing from it, but the Quran is a book to read to put into practice. Umar ibn al-Khattab said, we will always read the Quran and when we come to a verse that we understand it's our duty to appreciate it and put it in practice, we will not leave it until we put it in practice. Then we go to the next verse. And then at the end, Allah said to the Prophet keep yourself with them. Be patient with them. Don't take your eyes away from them. I want us in London as Muslims not to be seen as a terrorist. Not to be seen as those people who want to destroy. Not to be seen as those people who are always frowning. Not to be seen as those people who look odd. I don't want to look odd. I want to look normal. I want to fit in the society that I'm living with. I will choose the best they have that will make me feel a part of them. And then I want to look for those people among them who are absolutely in need of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it is hunger, whether it is being destitute in the street, homeless, whether it is sickness and illness in hospital, whether it is being left alone to die in your home because you didn't get married and you are a lonely person, all these things are tests from Allah. This is bala. And this test that the person is going through, <laughs> it is for those people who can see it to come across through the mercy in their heart to use it so that they can salvage them from the position they are in. Allah is putting them there to remove them. Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu, subhanallah, he was one of those people who was always accepting his position that Allah has given to him. A noble man within his family and he was taken and sold as a slave and he was abused and mistreated and he never said anything. Never said anything. And when he became a Muslim, okay, because he always used to be appreciated by people who had that kind of mercy in their heart, like Abu Qarr He used to know this guy is a good guy. Where he come from, he's a good man. But now, his life in Arabia, a slave. In his country, maybe he was somebody important. He is not nothing. He will do what exactly his master wants, Umayyah ibn Khalaf. But subhanAllah, Abu Qarr one day saw him, and he was calling him. Ya Bilal, Ya Bilal, Ya Bilal. When he was shouting and calling him to come, Bilal, because he only do what his master told him. Accepting Allah's will that I am a slave and he owns me, I will do what he will tell me. This reminds me of a statement said by Ali ibn Abi Talib. Okay? He said, if somebody يعني, teach me a letter, I'll become a servant for him. من علمني حرفا سرت له عبدا من علمني حرفا سرت له عبدا They ask him why. He said, well, it's up to him. He can be noble and let me go free. Or he can be somebody who wants something out of me. He can sell me if he likes and get money to benefit himself. Or he can keep me as a slave. 
and I would accept it. But subhanAllah, when Abu Bakr called Bilal to come to him, Bilal turned to him and then said to him, Basamata. He said, Zahra al-Nabiyu hadihi al-Ummah. The Prophet of this nation has appeared. Subhanallah, you know what went into his mind? That, what I have come here for. I have been taken away from my land, from my people, from my environment, from my freedom. And I brought to this land where nothing is like where I come from. Where he come from is green and lush. Where he come from, he was free. When he come from, he was respected. When he come from, he was not discriminated against. When he come from, nobody was looking after him in a way to show him that he is less than themselves. But now, he's in a land which is dry. There is no vegetation. People are very harsh. His master was one of the most awful people. Awful. Even if you want to drink, he wants to ask for permission to drink. It daunted in him. Yes, I came for this. He said, he didn't say, come on. I can't, I'm just a slave, I can't do anything. Not for me. He said, take me to him. The moment he entered, he became Muslim. You see their eyes filled with tears for what they have heard of the truth of Muhammad That's their way. They come, they cry, they listen to the message, they never go back. That's why when they were putting the rocks in his chest, he was saying, Ahad. You know, you, now you can destroy me, now you can take my limb, now you can take my heart, now you can kill me. Because what I lived for and I came for and I suffered for, I found today. That's the way you should think about it. Not just accepting it because it will bring him the freedom. No, no, no. What is freedom? Nobody is free. Realistically, nobody is free. Even those who think they are free, many of us are slaves to our own nafs. The one who is addicted to anything is a slave of that addiction. If you are addicted to women, you are a slave. If you are addicted to drinks, you are a slave. To smoking, you are a slave. Addicted to anything. Think about what it is. We are a slave to our jobs. We have to. So we don't have that kind of free kind of thing that we have to feel I can do whatever I like. You can't. You need to think about that. So Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu, subhanallah, become the best example for those verses among those people whom Allah described here. So please leave me tonight, read those verses, think about them. And from today, make a promise to yourself, you will always be looking to those who are less than you. You will never be looking up, you will be looking down. Those who are needing a hand up, you will pull them up. Those who need their tears to be wiped, you will wipe their tears. Those who need to be supported, to be moving from place to place because they are unmobile, you will help them. When you are driving your car in the street and you see a woman carrying a lot of shopping and she can't, or an old man, stop, ask them, would you like a lift? By Allah Almighty God, I saw a noble man in London once. He didn't see me, but then I followed him. I was on a bike with one of, one of good men, German convert Muslim. And we were going on the way and we saw this man driving his car. And this woman was carrying a lot of shopping. Every time she walked about three, four meters, she put the shopping down. When you're carrying cans and bottles of water or milk, they're very heavy. So he stopped and carried her. I said to him, follow him. 
we followed him. You see? Until we come to the block where this person is living, I wanted to see what he will do. He carried all this upstairs. We waited downstairs until he came down. He was so upset with himself. Did you see me? Because he didn't want anybody to see him. I said to him, forgive me, but I really wanted to see that which is being done by our ancestors today still can exist. There are good people in this world. Goodness is in me and in my ummah, those who believe in me, until Qiyamah comes, until the day of judgment, the day of resurrection comes. There is always goodness. It can be in you or you or you. Any one of you could have that goodness. Don't let this pass you by. These are very, very important things. Helping people, supporting people, standing by people. If you have never spoken to your neighbors, knock the door. Whosoever believes in Allah and the love, they must be generous to their neighbor. Make sure there are guests coming to your house. Whosoever believes in Allah and the love, they must be generous to their guests. And whosoever believe in Allah on the last day should always speak and say good or be silent. We live in a world today, everything is through the tongue, the words, the gossip, the chatting, the spreading of rumors. Everything is rumors, conspiracies. Everything in the world that is going wrong, somebody will say, oh, it's America. How do you know? Oh, it's England. How do you know? Oh, it's Saudi Arabia. How do we know? We don't know. We're not quite sure. I promise you, it's a sign of weak iman in the heart. There is no will nor power only by Allah. For a believer, he is safe. Allah is our savior and he is sufficient. This little statement is a sword. Sayful Mu'mineen. We don't fear anybody. We don't ask anybody. We don't turn to nobody. And definitely we don't fear anybody but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is our master, our fashioner, our shaper, our creator, our Lord. He is the Almighty, the Lord of the heaven and the earth. I ask him for me and for you that we will understand that our job in this world is to show mercy and to be merciful. Show mercy to those who are on the earth, the one in the heaven, the Almighty Allah will show you mercy. And the merciful ones, the merciful Allah will show them mercy. The one who will not show mercy will never, ever, ever be shown mercy. Mercy comes from the merciful Allah. He is the beneficent, the kind, the merciful, the most merciful, the most kind. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he has sent his mercy through Muhammad And therefore we are his followers. We have to be merciful. There's no other way. Harshness is not a sign of a believer. Wickedness is not a sign of a believer. Cheating and lying and deceiving are not qualities of a believer. A believer 
is hayyunun layyunun wa sahlun a believer is easy going gentle okay and very noble in his behavior with people smiling all the time not frowning speaking and saying the nice words and i will finish by telling you the hadith of rasulullah in which he says ma dakhala linu shay'an illa zana ma dakhala linu shay'an illa zana whenever leniency enter into any interaction between people all it will make it beautiful put leniency in anything the thing become beautiful وما دخلت الشد شيئا الا شانته and whenever harshness enter into anything all it makes it look ugly people who are standing and shouting at one another it looks ugly who are standing smiling and hugging and cuddling one another show the beauty of people and humanity requires that i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his mercy from his ultimate mercy through his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the prophet of mercy from the book of mercy the holy quran which was sent to us as mercy that he will show us in this night mercy ya arhamar rahimin ya akramal akramin wa ya khayrul raziqin ya rabbal alamin salli wa sallim ala sayyidina Muhammad an-nabiy ar-rahim wa alihi wa sallim wa tanazzal alayna fi hadhihi as-sa'a bi rahmatin min 'indika tamhu biha 'anna kull dhanbin wa 'ayb اللهم يا رب ارحمنا رحمة تمحو بها عنا كل ذنب وعيب اللهم يا رب ارحمنا من عندك رحمة تمحو بها عنا كل ذنب وعيب اللهم يا رب طهر سرائرنا ونور بصائرنا وافتح اللهم علينا فتوح العارفين رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير اللهم أنت ربنا خلقتنا فسويتنا فعدلتنا فلك الحمد والشكر على ذلك رضينا بك اللهم ربا وبالإسلام دينا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نبيا ورسولا اللهم لا مانع لما اعطيت ولا معطي لما نعت ولا رد لما قضيت ولا ينفع لجد منك جد ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بك يا رب العالمين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسر أسرار النبي محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم بسر أسر سورة الفاتح بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين عمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين Amen. Jazakum Allah khair. Give halkum. How are you, Sidi? Are you all right? Inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Are you okay? Allah bless you. I look after you. Yes. Well, there are different du'as said يعني, by different scholars in different times in the generation that have passed and the best of them that I heard myself is that if a woman is pregnant carrying a child the best of the things that she can do to help her pregnancy and help the child within is to recite a lot of Quran I have witnessed a six years old child who came to my school with his father and his mother and some people with him and he was a half of the Quran and his many children were the Quran but the quality of this child 
if you ask him any question, any question about anything, dunya or deen, religion or this world we live in, any question about anything to do with that, he will answer you by a verse of the Quran. And if you cannot speak and you do sign language, he will still answer you from the Quran. You see? He will look at the sign language and he will read. And of course, the person would then hear because they couldn't speak or somebody else can interpret that for them. Okay? Through sign language. I asked then the parents of this child, how come he has come to this position? The mother said to me, I was reciting a lot of Quran. She's a Hafiz. His father is a Hafiz. His grandparents were both Hafiz. And his great-grandfather is one of the greatest scholars of Iran. They are Iranian. She said to me, and I read a lot Tabarak al-Mulk during the day. And she said, by Allah Almighty God, when he began to speak, the first thing he said to me while I was looking at him, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم تبارك الذي بيده الملك وهو على كل شيء قدير واو and he read the surah to the end she said she just cried now this is to me not a miracle a gift from Allah to all of us to realize if you read for that child inside he will listen and he will learn He's living in a different world, but he will listen. Some of the people, they say, some people are very silly, and they talk to the child in the stomach. Nothing wrong with it. Some people talk to the plants. The plants listen. Yeah, they do. They remember Allah. The stones remember Allah. Muhammad used to carry the pebbles in his hand, and they will glorify Allah. Once upon a time, he was sitting with Umar and, and Ali ibn Abi Talib and Uthman and Abu Bakr, and he carried some pebbles in his hand. And the public were screaming, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wa Allahu Akbar. And then he put them in a walker hand. And they would do the same thing. He put them in a walker hand. And it's not madness. So this is something important. And one of the greatest things, when the Prophet came back to Mecca, he told the companion, I knew I was a Prophet. And I knew why I was a Prophet, because that rock there, whenever I used to pass by, I said, Salaamu alaykum, Ya Rasulullah. A rock. And he used to point it. If we knew where it is, we'll all go and say salam to it. <laughs> and give it a hug, you see. But unfortunately, we're not lucky enough. Okay? So this is one thing. Reciting a lot of the Quran for the pregnant woman is good. Then, if she wants to recite certain surahs are good. They say, some of the scholars, if you recite surah Yusuf to the child, the child, inshallah, will have the husn of Yusuf, the handsomeness of Yusuf. Some say if you recite Surah Maryam to the child, he will have a lot of qualities, okay, that Isa used to have, alayhi salam. Because these are special children. Isa and Yusuf are very special children. Isa spoke as a baby. And Yusuf, okay, dreamt of his conquering as a baby, as a child. To the extent that his brothers, he was innocent. They did all what they did for him. Tried to kill him and destroy him, but look at him. Yet he forgave all of them because of his height and might. 
And when, inshallah, she is delivering the baby, the time comes for her to deliver the baby, uh, her and whoever around her, they can recite, إِذَا الثَّمَاءُ انشقت سُرَةَ إِنْشِقَقَ وَأَذِنَتْ لِرَبِّهَا وَحُقَّتْ وَإِذَا الْأَرْضُ مُدَّتْ وَأَلْقَتْ مَا فِيهَا وَتَخَلَّتْ This fourth verse, to repeat 13 times. وَأَلْقَتْ مَا فِيهَا Okay? وَأَلْقَتْ مَا فِيهَا It brought out, with Taba in it, and it's relieved of it. For the earth Allah is talking. This is in the Day of Judgment. Everybody will come <coughs> out of it. So here we are trying to ease the baby out. It makes the baby comes out with ease, inshallah. Even if the baby is British, Allah will tolerate him, will come out. All right? I tried this myself. My first child, my wife was in labor for 28 hours. She suffered. And she had a cesarean operation. And when I told one of the wise men, who happened to be my sheikh at the time, Sheikh Al-Fatih Qaribullah, he said to me, haven't you learned anything? This is simple. So when my wife was pregnant with my second child, and they told me she just had the pain, the pain started, I was not behind the same place. I was about one hour away from her, and she was one hour away from the hospital. So I drove to go to the hospital, and she was driving, to the, and I was reading. Allah, within five hours, she delivered her baby. And the baby delivered properly everything. So things, yani can, and if, although they were told us, oh no, your next baby will come up the same way, and you have to have cesarean, this and that, and they were asking us, can we do it early? I said, no, just let the pregnancy carry formally. Yeah? So this is very, very important. Four verses, you repeat the fourth verse 13 times, and when you complete the surah, then you start again. And they say you should do this 13 times. These are the things that you should do, yeah? And then when the child is born, you read Quran for them. Allah of Quran, like Hassan Hussein of Rati, read the Quran for them, inshallah. Sheikh, quick question. How, how can we increase our consciousness and certainty? Okay. Without rational. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is not an easy thing. The strive towards Allah. It's a tough thing. Islam is submitting to Allah. It's easy. Submission is not difficult. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You are a Muslim. Submission. Ihsan is also not difficult. You see? It's surrender. A person can cut himself off somewhere and surrender his will to Allah. But to live with people, to interact with people, and do the thing that people do every day, that's a strive. And this is Iman. And before Rasulullah said, Al-Iman can nur, ya'lu wa yahbir. Iman is like light, it goes up and down. Perhaps the person goes to bed with faith and wake up without it. And perhaps the person goes to bed without faith and wakes up with faith. Perhaps the person has got that time. Okay? Just the span a hand span distance before they die. And they had no faith, they will die with faith. And vice versa, okay? They had faith, they will die without faith. So nothing is certain, okay? And therefore, to really be in that position you are asking for, 
you need to leave the will to Allah. Totally. And therefore, the dhikr help in this. Azkuruni, azkurkum. Remember me, then I will remember you. All the time. Keep remembering. A companion asked Rasulullah about it. He said to him, okay. Keep your tongue always mentioning the name of Allah. Okay, busy with the mention of the name of Allah. All the time. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. Because once you say it, it's good. Allah said about it to the companions who were certain about their faith. وَأَلْزَمَهُمْ كَلِمَةَ التَّقْوَى وَكَانُوا أَهْلَهَا وَحَقَّ بِهَا And he made them firm in always uttering the word of taqwa, the word of piety, la ilaha illallah in their tongue. And they were the people of la ilaha illallah and they were the most deserved of la ilaha illallah. Who are these people? The poorest and destitute are spoke about in my talk. So that's it. This is to be certain. Keep the mention of the name of Allah. Uh, the consciousness, on the other hand, is something that the majority of the people at all times don't have. Because to have a, an awakened conscience, you need to be showing mercy. You need to be aware of the other. You need to be aware of the need of those who are calling and asking, and you see them. If you look at the elders in the early times, they will never walk in the street, and they will never be seen walking, eating, or drinking. Why? Because they do not want anybody else who is in need of that food or drink, and who is desperate for it, seeing them enjoying it and walking. They don't. Because it shows no mercy in the heart. So for this reason, okay, to awaken your conscience and to be there, you need to train yourself for that. There are five words. They all lead to knowledge. But we only take two of them in our lifetime. The five words is ilm, which is knowledge, hikmah, which is wisdom, which is supreme knowledge, you can say, khibra, okay, know-how or experience, ma'rifa, understanding and being aware, okay, of what you know and how to use it. And then tarbiyah, which is nurturing or raising. Now, the two we know of is ilm, knowledge, which is theoretical. And tarbiyah, which is spiritual. The ilm is for the physical body, the mind. The tarbiyah is for the spirit, the heart of the soul. Those two, they can never be achieved without someone giving you that knowledge. If you look at it, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ سَلَّمْ أَنَّاسُ إِمَّا عَالِمٌ أَوْ مُتَعَلِّمٌ وَلَا خَيْرَ فِي مَا سِوَاهُمَا أَنَّاسُ إِمَّا عَالِمٌ أَوْ مُتَعَلِّمٌ وَلَا خَيْرَ فِي مَا سِوَاهُمَا People are only عالم, a seeker, a teacher of knowledge, or متعلم, a seeker of knowledge. So people can only be one of two, either a teacher or a learner. And there is no goodness in the one who is neither of those two. 
Hence he said, طلب العلم فريدة. Seeking knowledge is a must. It's compulsory. على كل مسلم ومسلمة. For every Muslim man and Muslim woman. If you come to Tarbiya, nurturing, or raising, it is to do with the qualities of the person, the sifat, the attributes, the conduct, the behavior. It also comes from a murabbi, a master of terbiya, a master of terbiya. But he needs a student, mutarabbi. If you look at the ancient yani, people of China and Japan, when they have all these sciences they teach like Kung Fu and Karate, they always go to a master. You need a master. Because they don't think about it as physical, they think about it as spiritual. Those are the two. Now look at the other three. Can you go and learn hikmah? No university in the world teaches hikmah. Otherwise, everybody wants to. Allah said, Tu'utal hikmah. Hikmah is given. It's a gift from Allah. Woman utiel hikmah, khayran kathira. And whosoever is being given wisdom is being given a lot of good. A lot of good. A hakim? Just like a prophet, but even higher. Number two, khibra. Okay? Experience. You can go and learn experience. <laughs> I can, you finish your degree, say, okay, I'm going to learn from somebody, spend six months and get experience and come. No, 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 you can't do that. Experience is lived, okay, by people who have put themselves in a certain position and gained this by interacting with people in the right po- time, in the right position, and they get it. It takes time, you see. Hence Allah said in the Quran, if you want to know the one who sustains you, Ar-Rahman, ask somebody with experience. You don't ask anybody. If you want to know about your sustainer, your creator, Almighty Allah, ask somebody who knows him, okay, with experience. But then, the higher is ma'rifa. And ma'rifa, is awareness. Now, Arif is somebody who knows who Allah is. We really don't know who Allah is. Serious, all of us, we don't know who. Because if we know who Allah is, a lot of what we do and what we say, we will never say and we will never do. This is the reality. Allah said in the Quran, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ In the general sense. Okay? And you must fear Allah the right way you should be feared. And never allow yourself to die until you have totally submitted, strive and surrender yourself to Him. This is tough. Now I'm going to give you an example of the master of all the people who are aware who Allah is, is Muhammad Sallallahu being a physical being taken through all the world that we live in which we call a dunya and a dunya is not this earth a dunya is the lower world the lower world the lower world includes every physical thing earth and not this one earth there are many stars suns moons planet galaxies and that which we don't know. They call it dark matter, 
is it dark? Somebody seriously said, they found there is light where there is dark. They're just guessing. They can keep guessing. They are allowed to do. قُلْ إِنِ اسْتَطَعْتُمْ أَنْ تَنْفُذُوا مِنْ أَخْطَارِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ فَانْفُذُوا لَا تَنْفُذُونَ إِلَّا بِسُلْطَانِ Say to them, Muhammad, if you want to get through, up or down, you try. It's allowed. Halal, lawful. But you will only do it with permission. When Allah, Allah permit them, they will find out. Every time. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then came to a position whereby he said, he has seen a creature. There is no greater creature he has seen like that which is Ismail alayhi salam, the angel, the guardian of the lower world. With him there were 70,000 angels, and with each one of them, 70,000 soldiers from the angels. Almost 4,900,000,000 standing there guarding. Okay? So that we don't... And although there is a thick, okay, ceiling covering that world, our world is divided into seven. They call it Samawat Ad-Dunya, the lower heavens. So Ad-Dunya, the lower world, is divided into seven. Okay? The first one, when we try to get out of it, if we leave with our bodies, we'll be bad. Imagine the seven upper ones, they are the Malaika ones. The Malaika of the first heaven cannot go to the second heaven. The Malaika of the second, they cannot go. Because everyone have got doors locked. Subhanallah, when Muhammad Sallam was standing with Jibreel, he was called from the first. Oh Jibreel, Salaamu Alaikum, Alaikum Assalam. Who is with you, Muhammad Sallam? Is he being asked for? Yes, he's being called by the Almighty Allah. Second heaven, third heaven, until seven come to the seventh heaven, and then they went up. This time they didn't call Jibreel. Salaamu alaykum wa Muhammad. Wa alaykum wa salam. Are you ready to go for your second journey? He said, what about Jibreel? Then Jibreel answered him, no, no, you need to go ahead. It's not for me. Khalila, khalila. Is it here where a friend will leave his friend? Why are you leaving me? He said, wallahi. By Allah Almighty God, if I took one footstep in that world, I'll be bent. Light will be bent. Think about it. Light will be bent. And the other world is the world of light. But Rasulullah has went to that position and went through six periods of light until he came to a position and a place where it was so amazing, he heard the voice and because he got frightened to soothe his heart and to comfort him. The sound was coming like a Bokr Sadiq, his friend, and he was always been there for him. He said, are you here, Bokr? Then Allah addressed him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, even your closest bosom friend, a Bokr, will not be here. This place is only fit for one man. No creature from the lower world or the world of the angel was ever allowed to come here. Only you. Usually when we are in a place whereby we come to somebody whom we love, somebody whom we know, and we are, we are curious, we, t- we turn around, we want to look. Look, 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 what is that? Even when we go to people's houses, we look around. You know what Muhammad Salam did? To show he knows who Allah is, as Arif, immediately when he heard the voice of Allah, he kneeled like this. What did he say? At-tahiyyatu. He never raised his head. 
التحيات لله والزاكيات لله والطيبات والصلوات لله All greetings are for Allah All beautiful things are for Allah And all praises And all that which is good is for him subhanahu wa ta'ala This is what he said Trying to praise Allah Then Allah said to him Assalamu alayka ayyuhan nabiyu Peace be upon you O oh, you prophet That means he's, he's there he was as close as two يعني, uh, arrows length and a half. Maybe just two arrows length or less. Three meters, four meters or less than that. So close. And then the malaika. And so on. So I'm giving this example to show that Muhammad is Sayyidul Arifin. Sayyidul Arifin, the one who is the master of all those who know. What whom does he know? He knows Allah. So from here, if you are asking your question, I'm saying all this, I'm so sorry I'm making it long, but to make you understand, you are asking, how can we be yani, awake in the conscious inside? To be awake, you can't learn. There's no way of learning to be awake inside. The best way to do that is to listen to what I said at the beginning, be with those people whom they are always awake. Allah said in the Quran, وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ And always be with those who are truthful. Not just speaking the truth, but truthful in understanding like Bilal and Suhaib okay, and Salman and Zayd and Usama and Abu Huraira and Abdullah ibn Maz'ud, these are the poorest people. They were truthful people. They understood the message and they carried it. So help the poor, be with the poor, be with the needy. The more you do of that, the more your conscious will be. There are those when they see somebody being attacked, they have got himma, ghira in them. They want to go and defend and help, even if they are killed. And there are those who say, no, 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 no. Come, 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 come. Let's save ourselves. Look at the difference. Someone who, ha- who is awake inside, someone who is not. That's the difference. But uh, you cannot learn it by knowledge. You have to experience it by putting yourself in the position of awakening your consciousness. All right? Um, I want to understand the importance of uh, What's it? حطة حطة وقولوا حطة حطة يا حطة meaning forgive our sins الله سبحانه وتعالى has tested بني إسرائيل too many times with موسى they did a lot of mistakes yeah too many mistakes they have committed يعني I can go through them but you you know them in the Quran okay but to mention just few they build a calf from the gold and they started worshiping it and then they were forgiven. They said they want to see Allah jahratan, openly. No, no, not just one or two, jahratan. So Allah said, bring 70 of your people. And Allah raised the mountain over their heads. And then Allah put them in the same position like Moses to hear Allah. They heard Allah speaking to them. But still, but at the end, still Moses was, look at Moses alayhi salam, how loving he is. 
he still wants them to be forgiven. You can't say just put them in Jahannam, Allah, they're wicked people. No, no. Messengers are very merciful people. So Allah said, let them enter the city, Baytul Maqdis, Jerusalem, putting their head down, asking for forgiveness. And say, we will forgive your sins. So they were entering, not saying hitta, saying hinta, hinta, hinta. What is hinta? Barley. Making a joke out of it. May Allah forgive me and forgive them. And may Allah guide us to always take these things seriously. Yeah? Because at the end of the day, it is important to be serious. Anybody else? I know everybody looking at the clock, time is going. May Allah bless you all. How are you, Yasma? Alhamdulillah. Everything is all right? Alhamdulillah. How are you, my brother? Brother. My, your brother? MashaAllah, Tariq, how are you? Tahir. Tahir, Tahir, MashaAllah. Tahir, pure meaning, Alhamdulillah. May Allah give you. How is your doctor, sister? Alhamdulillah, she's doing well. May Allah bless her, inshaAllah. Look after her. Give it a few success. Mustafa, how are you? Life treating you well. Allah bless you. Imran, Watford. How is Watford doing? I like it when you come. You bring a lot of good. May Allah bless you and bless your little baby, your family, and give it a fiqh. Young man, how are you? Are you all right? Are you all right? Everything is well with you? Life treating you well? Family is all right? May Allah make it easy for you and give you the success and the tawfiq, inshallah, to do the right thing, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Let's pray, inshallah, and we can leave now. أعوذ بالله تعالى الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتح بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين يا كن عبد يا كن استعين يدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين 